recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. This is Courageous Christina Marie, and you are listening to Buffalo Brews Podcast. We are sitting down with big-time Bill Collier, and uh, thank you so much for taking the time out. I know you just got in, uh, got into the arena here, and you got some things to do before we get started for tonight. Uh, wanted to hit you with the questions right off the bat. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. I, I just want to take a moment and say thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I did just get here in the arena, but I always got time for stuff like this. Questions, I'm all for it. Let's we, do it. We appreciate you. So, uh, you know, first question right off the bat, we want to talk uh, when we interview anybody is we talk about who uh, who are your influences, like uh, what early influences of watching <laughs> professional wrestling, just getting the hugs from everywhere. Just getting the hugs. <laughs> and then we got another one peeking in behind um, us. <laughs> hey, look at this guy. Cheech. Cheech. Um, it's a good thing he's not in my match. I'll punch him in the head, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, where did wrestling start for you? Big, oh, man. Where it started and who ended up becoming the influence for me are yep. two different places. Yep. Um, but, you know, these roads sometimes take strange journeys. As a young kid, it was easy for a young kid to gravitate towards, like, a Hulk Hogan. He was larger than life. He was, like, a comic book character. He was, like, a superhero, like, right in front of you, like, a real-life superhero. Um... So I was really hooked into that. And then all of a sudden, The Undertaker came along. And that, for me, was way more intriguing all of a sudden after a few years. I was so into what I was... I was drawn to that. And the the mannerisms of, like, The Early Undertaker and the way he moved around the ring and, and seemingly impervious to pain and could walk through anything. Like, that was a hook. Right. And as you, as I watch and, I, and as I'm getting a little older, I'm watching the character of The Undertaker develop more and more. And forgive me for this, it seemed that, sure. like there's nothing that he couldn't do. It seemed like everything he touched and every facet of every side of him that you saw connected with an audience. Absolutely. It was, a, it was amazing. Uh, and. I, I got caught up in that, uh, including to this day. If you watch me, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of Undertaker you know, sprinkled into what I do. We we see it a lot when you're uh, it, when you're lying on the mat and you're getting a little getting a little self psych up going, but you're feeding the crowd at the same time. Uh, we see that a lot there. Uh, your athleticism when it comes to what you do on the top rope, uh, something that Mark Calloway was like. He was. Unlike any other guy in the in the sport at that time. Oh, absolutely, and you know, to the point where he can be retired for what two, three, four years now. Sure. And he was on NXT not too long ago, and still had the audience in the palm of his hand, just like that. And it, it's amazing. Like you, when you have that that connection with the audience, and the staying power. That it, it's amazing. That, that doesn't go away. Yeah, they, uh, it doesn't matter what uh, emanation is, whether it's the dead man, whether it's the, the American badass. Uh, he's, he's always been able to intrigue audiences. And now to, it's great to hear that he actually can sit down and talk about his career uh, and share so many things that we didn't know about him for the last 30 years because uh, he's been so quiet. Absolutely. And for those listeners that, that don't know, 
which might not be many, I had the privilege just last weekend of going to his one dead man show. And okay. it was phenomenal. At two hours of The Undertaker uncut, on stage with a microphone. I, it was a great experience. If you, if you have the means, I would highly recommend checking that out. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, so you go from your influences early in wrestling, uh, growing up, uh, and then what brings you into what, to lace up the boots and be a professional wrestler yourself? <laughs> I, I guess it's that one thing I've never grown out of. Yo, don't we all have that one thing that, right. you know, as right. a kid that, that you fall in love with and you kind of never really grow out of? Mm-hmm. Well, pro wrestling is that one thing that maybe you don't have to. You don't have to fall out of love with it. You don't have to grow out of it. You can do if, if you have the means to do this, you can do it. And it's always something I wanted to try. It's always something I was intrigued by. So when I started looking at training schools, I thought to myself, okay, first thing I got to do, got to get in the gym, got to be bigger, <laughs> got to be stronger, <laughs> I got to look the part. And it, just working out for me in general is something I enjoy doing. So that was, it, it wasn't like work that was fun for me now that i'm a little older it's a little more like work (laughs) right right uh when you uh when you're getting into uh wrestling itself and you're talking about your strength and conditioning uh now if i'm wrong please please definitely correct me but you have a background in amateur wrestling amateur wrestling yep i uh, i was an amateur wrestler in high school okay my high school program in johnstown uh pennsylvania they didn't have a wrestling program until i i want to say it was in ninth grade so we, I started wrestling in 10th grade at 171 pounds. That's a senior's weight yeah. for a sophomore with zero years experience. I went into districts uh, 16 and 8, which is not bad at not a senior's bad. weight. By my senior year, I was undefeated in the regular season. Okay. Yeah, so the, wow. again, it just seems like violence was something that, you know, I was equipped to do. <laughs> <laughs> and you're able to take that amateur style and, then, uh, again, bringing up uh, I can, your... I can absolutely weave that into yep. what I do here. There's a lot of similarities. The only real difference is uh, showing emotion to the audience, which I don't mind doing. Sure. I don't mind like showing emotion to the audience because they, they like to be taken on an emotional roller coaster. I think a lot of times guys get lost in their spots or their moves rather than why the spot and why the move yeah okay and then uh so you're so amateur wrestling you're you're now in the pros now we are, we're going to talk we got to bring up um where you are currently because uh coming up through you've had a uh you've had a great last couple of years we only started uh getting involved with empire state wrestling 2018, 2017, yeah, perhaps. Uh, well, then you missed all the good stuff. Missed a, <laughs> missed a lot of missed a lot <laughs> of the good stuff. A lot so, of it. So we read the history books, and we and, and we were looking at uh, we were looking at some of your accolades here. Actually, I'm gonna I'm jumping all over the place on pages here, but we were talking about uh, your experiences because uh, you're going into tonight uh, to compete for the Ilio DiPaolo Memorial Cup. Yes, uh, sir. Your first championship you won from Chris Cooper, 2014. Yep. Uh, you uh, were the victim of a cash-in from Will Calrissian uh, about a year, uh, about eight, nine months later here while you were wrestling Chris Hero. Uh, and then uh, about a year later, you won the title back on your sec- to get your second reign. And I am also an Elio DiPaolo Cup winner. 
I'm the only person in this match who has won the Elio DePaulo Cup before. Good. Um, Another advantage so, to what we were talking yeah, about yeah, earlier. It absolutely is. I, I know what it takes to win this. Good. Uh, we had decided, uh, after a long discussion earlier when we were live, we were talking about uh, the, the odds-on favorite. We put you at the odds-on favorite because of that experience. Uh, so it, it's great to see that you, you've got that coming to the table. Plus, the experience you have with everybody who's involved with the main event, which begs the question, uh, looking ahead, you win the Ilio DiPaolo Cup. What what becomes next? Is it a sit and wait? Is it a, is it a stalk the champion? Th- that could be. Uh, you know, we might not have to wait long for a cash in. I've been chomping at the bit to be ESW champion again. Yeah. I may not wait. These guys may not even get in the, into the cage yet before I'm cashing in. <laughs> it could be a triple threat cage match tonight for all you know for all that. And we're looking at a. a what could be possibly a brutal beatdown. We were talking about the likes of Triple H versus Lesnar in 2013. We were even talking about Blanchard versus Magnum TA and how the potential brutality that could be a cage match when you get two people locked into a into a situation like that. Uh, yeah, that that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be one to watch. Um, forgive me for this, although Vince Valor is my my real life brother-in-law. Yeah. The match that we had and. The, the level of physicality exerted in that match, I, I don't know if Vince Valor is going to be 100%. Uh, like, the edge tonight, like, the advantage may go to Kevin Bennett because I know in my heart that you know, Vince Valor isn't 100%. Um, you know, we all hope that Vince is able to end that terror reign that Kevin Bennett's on, but I can tell you, I can tell you 100% that I, I know Vince Valor is He's not operating at 100 percent tonight, right? And Kevin Bennett, you know, he's been on this cakewalk. He's calling his own shots. He's playing matchmaker. He's had really lackadaisy for almost the last year. And I, uh, I know I speak for a lot of people that are going to be in this arena tonight when they're about sick and tired of it. And you know, if there is somebody that can put an end to it, it, it is Vince Valor. And if I win the cup, I'll put an end to both of them. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. That's where I'm at. Like Jason, it. what questions do you have here? I mean, I'm, right. I'm monopolizing the conversation <laughs> no, once that's again. That's all right. I like listening. I'm in, <laughs> I'm in awe right now a little bit. Yeah. So in your in the other places that you wrestle, I see it a lot. Your other attire, you got a mask and pants. <laughs> You're talking about Revenge Pro and Eerie. Yes. Um, we'll be live uh, the night before Thanksgiving, November 22nd at the uh, Erie Sports Complex where I'll be taking on uh, PB Smooth. He's six foot nine. He's two hundred and seventy pounds. And um, good lord, yeah, he's an absolute monster. But when when the mask and the the coat comes out, it doesn't matter what you stand in front of me. I'll eat PB alive. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What else? What else you got here? Like just rattle them off. Rattle them off here. All right. Now you have. Do you have an older son and young daughter? I do. My yes. son is uh, 25 years old. His name is Devin. Um, he has a he has a family of his own now. He's doing fantastic. And my daughter just recently turned three. Yep. So that's the age gap between my children. <laughs> 25, three. I love it. It was and, so cool because last last show they were sitting right in front of us. Yeah. At the show and, and it was she was like so. So cute because, oh, like, at one point she's all, "Dad, no!" And then the next, she's like, "Yeah, get him!" She she gets so amped up. And, yep. Uh, don't let that cute little face fool you. She is a whirlwind of terror. Uh, my son was my son Devin was so mild and so calm and so reserved, and my daughter is the polar opposite. She's like, 
shooting a rubber bullet in a cement room and closing the door. <laughs> She's all over the place. But I love her to death. Yep. So now, let's say the follow-up to that, that your daughter, she wants to do wrestling. Now, with the men mental and physical strain and toll that it can take on someone, you know, would you, I just say, I'm not trying to say it in a negative way, would you be supportive of her? Or I know you would support her as a father, but, you as, know. As a father, I would support um, any decision that, right. that my children make. My son um, dabbled in it a little bit, and I was a little leery about, because I know what I put my body through. Right, right, that's what I'm saying. That's and what I'm I know how I feel when I wake up in the morning sometimes and to think like I didn't really want my son to pursue that right. and even less so for my daughter. Right. However, if this is an avenue that either one of them choose to explore, <laughs> I, I would be behind him 100%. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, as a, as a father, as a parent, you would never want you know you don't want your kids to feel or go through the same things, but if they choose to do it, you know, then, then, yes. then, it, then they would have my full support. But yes. yeah, I, I know what this feels like. Yeah. So I would be mildly uncomfortable watching them put their body through what I put mine through. <laughs> I only did it for four years and I can tell you that I'm still feeling the effects of the, you know, so many years later. So I know what, uh, what it does to a person. I watch uh, these guys and I feel it the next day and nice. I'm not even in the ring. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that's how it is. <laughs> that's right. That's right. No. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good on that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Want to know what uh, what big time Bill Collier does for fun when it's not wrestling? When it's not wrestling or training, I do like to hang out with with my kids. Um, one of the things I do with my daughter is she likes to go for her walks and, and wagon rides. And we go for wagon rides. She's all for it. My son, we both have motorcycles, so when I hang out with him, we love to take our bikes out. I mean, that that's one of the things that I really enjoy is my motorcycles. And if I can get them all together at one time, <laughs> I like to be on a beach with like my family because I like the beach environment, the warm weather, sunshine. Absolutely. I don't know what the hell I'm doing in this area, but I'd rather be a warmer weather, uh, warmer weather out than it is now. Yeah. His voice just carries. Yeah, it does. Absolutely, it does. We should shut up. He's like, oh, he's going to go around the whole room here. Yeah, this might be a good time to wrap it up. Save a ticket. Take it. All right. Well, I got. I, I'm going to put one more question. We'll have, we'll hover right on top of this mic for the last question. You got it. You talked about winding down your career. Yeah. When do you see that happening? What's the plan? Uh, it'll be sooner than it will be later. I've heard this expression before, and, and it's it rings true for me that I have fewer matches in front of me than I do behind me. As long as my body holds up, and as long as I'm still having a good time, I'll continue to do this. But if I start getting to a point where I'm physically incapable of keeping up, with somebody like Spencer Slade, who is, you guys are getting a glimpse of that guy tonight, he's nothing short of you know, money. The yeah. guy's got money yes. written all over him. And when I can't keep up with somebody like Spencer Slade anymore, because I know Spencer Slade's like 
second the nun wing comes in. Then, it, then I'll think about like And would you see somebody like a Spencer Slade winning the Battle Royal and essentially being that sixth person in the match? Spencer Slade has potential to all tonight win the Battle Royal, win the Helio DePaulo Cup, and win the ESW Heavyweight title without breaking a sweat. That's what kind of guy we're dealing with with Spencer Slade. Yeah, sometimes I wonder if that guy's human. Now, my normal training regimen doesn't change much, but if I'm this is I, I'm shooting like live rounds here. If I know that I'm wrestling Spencer Slade, the two weeks before, my training changes, my diet changes, and my sleep changes when I know I'm wrestling Spencer. Because I know that he's stuck in one gear, and it's fast forward. Wow. And when I know that I'm wrestling Spencer, I got to be ready to go. We're looking forward to uh, the Battle Royal. We're looking forward to whoever that sixth man, and we're looking forward to your performance tonight. Good luck to you. And uh, in, in hopes of winning the Inlio DiPaolo Memorial Cup. And uh, one more opportunity at uh, snagging that ESW championship, hopefully off of Bennett sooner than later. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Now, thank you guys for having yeah, me. Yeah, thank you. This is a pleasure to do. Thank you guys. Thank you so much, Bill. Thank you.